Work Podcast, a podcast for the modern parent working in the modern world. Join us as we interview leading experts in their fields to unveil the secrets working parents need to succeed at work. Welcome to the Parents at Work Podcast, the podcast for parents who want to excel at work even though they've got young kids at home. I'm Tom Spiggle, the host of the show, the founder of the Spiggle Law Firm, where we represent folks who have been fired or afraid that they might be, and we focus on pregnant women and folks with caregiver responsibilities. And I am thrilled today to have join us Dan Cashel, and I'll let you give a better introduction, Dan, but you're a serial entrepreneur. You've got a lot of things going on and a great website, which we are going to put in the show notes. And you've got an interesting story about how you came to your career path that is closely tied to probably your most important role as a father. So I'll turn it over to you and let you can introduce yourself to folks and let them know what you are, the many things that you do. Absolutely. And it, it's a pleasure to be here, Tom. I know, you know, it's so funny because a lot of times I think as a parent and entrepreneur, sometimes the theory out there is that you might have to sacrifice to really go build something and you know, I, I will say, at least for me, that was a thought I had had early on in my business career. You know, the old idea, you know, what are you willing to give up in order to get what you want? And I saw and see a lot of parents who struggle as entrepreneurs of, of this, you know, work-life balance. And, you know, for me, it's also to some degree been a struggle to think about and to live in a certain way. And I know for right now, what we're really excited, I'm a dad of two and a husband. Those are my 1A, 1 and 1A roles in my life today. And then also I've been fortunate to run, you know, 12 different companies from startups since 1992 and been able to help a lot of companies grow. And what we really do is we helped help business owners, coaches, consultants, influencers connect the dots, see the blind spots, get unstuck so that they can go out and get new clients in a more predictable, systematic, automated way. So most importantly, they can have a bigger impact, a bigger reach, a bigger contribution. And, uh, you know, it's a lot of fun, Tom. And, you know, it's fun navigating the the balance. You know, my son right now is taking up football. He's 10 years old. And one of my great joys right now is that I get to be a volunteer coach, you know, in the middle of the afternoon, a couple days a week while I can still run my businesses. And, you know, I know there's some people doing a whole lot more. But for me, that's like one of the greatest gifts to be able to spend that time with my son. I get to do similar things with my daughter as well. And uh, yeah, it's a joy. And so ideally, if we are able to share a few insights today to help parents navigating this journey, because it isn't easy. You know, the old quote that pops up for me right now is from Brian Tracy, don't ask for it to be easy, ask for it to be worth it. And you know, what greater gift for all of us to be a leader at home with our family and our kids first, and then be able to transcend that into our businesses. Yeah, absolutely. And it is as much as it can be a, you know, a struggle, you know, it's it's always, you know, kids are, are high energy and they require a lot of time. And it's a pleasure to give it to them. You know, and I find myself having to do that, too. Sometimes, you know, I'll take a break and go coach my son's when I say coach, basically I stand on the sideline and say, run that way. <laughs> Very uh, low level coaching, but I go to coach a soccer team. And, you know, sometimes I'll find myself saying, I'm really in a groove at work. I got something going on and now I got to take a break and go to this soccer thing. And, and then I have to stop myself and say, what a privilege that is. And to be grateful for that. And sometimes you really just have to, 
I mean, I think even for those of us who had the ability to control our, you know, lucky enough to control our schedules, you know, there is this temptation to to let work kind of drive the train because in our society we get you know, so much of our identity is tied up in that. And we get so much praise from, from, you know, working so hard and being so committed. And sometimes it's hard, even when you have the choice to unglue yourself from that. Absolutely. It's an interesting game. And I think, you know, as entrepreneurship, you know, works, I think it, the number one focus that we all have to look at is mindset. Right. Right. And, you know, in, in the journey of an entrepreneur, we go, we, and I don't want to assume, but, you know, having, reviewed, you know, somewhere over 4,000 businesses over the last few years, you know, interviewing tens of thousands of business owners over the last decade or so, what found some interesting things. And one of the mindset things that pops in, you know, those, you know, I'll call it voices, but it may not be voices because somebody might take that out of context. Like, what are you talking about? Voices? <laughs> um, but the voice of doubt, yeah. right. Or the voice of fear or insecurity. Right. And so we all face these and there's, you know, three big ones that, I think we have to overcome if we really want to get to that next level as a business owner and parent. And number one, it's the imposter syndrome, right? And, you know, am I good enough? Am I worthy? That sort of thing. And then the second one is, you know, some guilt, right? Because there's the guilt of, oh, you know, that I have to sacrifice so I can get the result I want. Where am I going to sacrifice? You know, do I sacrifice in the business? Do I sacrifice with my family or my kids. Right. And then the other one is shame as a result of maybe, you know, having to sacrifice to some degree. And, you know, a lot of this stems from childhood issues. If we track it back, I know for me, you know, I grew up in the inner city of Detroit and, you know, my dad was in the auto industry with a big, uh, big automaker and he got laid off. It seemed like every other year, and there was one stretch where he was laid off for several years and we ended up on welfare. And I know I can remember the time distinctly when I realized I was going to go do something different. As you're listening right now, maybe you can remember back, you know, like what was that thing where you can remember back where you're like, I'm going to do things different, right? I never wanted to go back to our family being on welfare and, you know, being in that type of state and that type of situation and so whatever it is for you as you're listening right now with any kind of childhood issues and, and maybe you were in a family that it was awesome, but there are other potentially, you know, to, to prove your worth or, or, or whatever it might be. The reality is, is that these little voices pop in and instead of going, well, what if it doesn't work or what if I am I'm not good enough or what if I, you know, oh my gosh, I don't want to sacrifice my kid's soccer game for work or vice versa. I've got to get this project done because we got a big contract and this could transform our family. Well, what if it did work? And what if instead of trying to balance it all, you tried to just integrate it, right? I see a lot of parents who live for their kids and it's interesting and I get it. I made a choice early on because of a lot of coaching that I've had, not because I came up with it, Tom, but it was the idea of living with my kids and showing them the life. You know, my favorite class in school when I was younger, frankly, was show and tell. Oh, yeah. <laughs> if that resonates with you or not. But show and tell was a favorite of not only for me when I would do it, but also watching the other kids do show and tell. So I try to live my life by showing and telling. You know, leadership is as leadership does. And uh, I mean, so there's a lot of different 
ways to go on that. But, you know, if you're watching right now or listening and you're struggling with, you know, those voices or a little guilt or shame, you know, hey, look back to where maybe it stems from. And then instead of trying to come up with this full balanced life, I believe balance is BS to some degree, a better way. And it could be semantics partially, but it's more of an integrated life. It's family, it's faith, and then it would likely play into business and the other things that integrate in there. So yeah, a couple of things before I forget. One is if you could give us the URL to your website so folks can find you if they want, and hopefully they will. The second, I mean, three things I'm going to throw at you here. The second is if you can tell us your parenting story, like how you came to where you are in terms of your role as a father and how that, what role that played in your business. Then finally, and I'm going to let you run with it. I'm going to, we're going to pump you for some free advice here because you are, you know, a sought after business advisor for those people who might be listening, who are, you know, we do have certain entrepreneurs that listen, but are not yet, but might be thinking about it. You know, they're on the Metro, they're on their way to work and they've got a young child and they've always thought about starting a business, but just haven't quite pulled that trigger. What would you tell that person? What would you, what would, what have you learned and what would you say to them? So I'll let you go with those three. Awesome. So I'll start with um, the parenting story. You know, for me, my kids have been my greatest teacher and my greatest coach, frankly, because uh, left to my own devices, I'm a mess. Just candidly, (laughs) I am a workaholic by nature. I suffer from uh, that respectable addiction, if there is such a workaholism. Yeah. And, you know, I don't know if you're listening right now, but you find yourself where it's easy for you to work 70, 80, 100 hours a week, nonstop, limitless to some degree. And candidly, that's my personality type. It's easy for me to work 100 hours a week. And I had built up some companies over time. I've had, you know, 12 companies now, multiple seven figure, eight figure companies. But I, you know, I had three that were you know, tragic failures. They were miserable failures. So I buried those in the backyard. (laughs) A lot of learning lessons from in the mid 2000s. I, you know, was in the middle of building at the time five companies at once. My daughter was two and my son had just been born. And if you can imagine, you know, the pride and joy, maybe if your goal was to have one boy and one girl, and your goal was to also have your little bambino that might, you know, be somebody you could hang out with and be, be your buddy. Um, I was fortunate and blessed to to have that happen. And about three weeks after my son, Kyler, was born, I woke up with some tightness in my chest. And this is at a peak. I had 175 employees, if you could imagine that, you know, five companies. We were doing really well, uh, you know, financially, a lot of growth, a lot of momentum year after year up to that point. And long and the short, I had chest tightness. I ended up in a hospital for four days. And on the second day, I believe it was, I, the doctor came in and said, hey, we want to do a, a procedure and you need to sign this disclaimer. And the disclaimer was I had a one in X chance of dying going through this procedure. And Tom, what it did is it freaked me out. And first of all, I did the procedure precautionary and I came through it, thankfully. But for me in that whole experience, it really got me to reevaluate everything that I stood for, what I was doing, what I wasn't doing. And you know, for about a decade up to that point, I had sacrificed. I had been willing to sacrifice certain things to go build something for my family. One of those was sleep because I had bought into the idea, like many people as entrepreneurs, hustle and grind and go, go 24 seven and that sort of thing. So I sacrificed one area that I see a lot of 
business owners sacrifice, and that was sleep. For a decade, I had averaged only two, about two to four hours a day. Oh, my God. Well, yeah. I don't know how after, Exactly. And ultimately, that's why I ended up in my, it was burnout. Is ultimately, I, I look back today, and it's kind of easy for me to see that. And, you know, it was burnout and stress and anxiety and all these things built up over, you know, it didn't happen overnight. It happened of a series of bad habits for 10 years overnight. And so I came out of that experience long and the short. I hired another coach because I've always believed in coaching. I've always, which is a great lesson. If I were starting over again, what, what's the number one advice I would give somebody outside of focusing and learning direct response marketing, it would be get a coach. So I had gotten another coach. Her name is Dr. Christy. Where would you recommend for folks who are like, that sounds great. Where do I find a coach? How do you do it? What would you say to folks? How do you begin that process? It's a process of identifying what your strengths are and where you need support to start with. Some people need just accountability. You know, a lot of people, you know, do need support with like direct response marketing combined with the mindset. Right. Right. So there's some, you know, great platforms. I mean, even, you know, even if someone is brand new, Tom, you know, for whatever reason, I have always just found a way to work myself into getting coaches. And it could start like in your local area right now, wherever you are in the world, you could probably find a local meetup group and you could do meetup group and you could start networking with other business owners. And ultimately, come up with a relationship where you get an accountability partner where you hold each, you know, you talk about what you're going for, what's your bottlenecks, what are your roadblocks and, and help support each other, get through those outcomes. So that could be an easy way. That's a virtually no cost way to do it. And then, you know, some of the best organizations out there for coaching, you know, I've I've been a part of strategic coach. I know Tom, you and I share, share that as well been a part of strategic coach for many years. So strategiccoach.com is a great resource overall. And then if you're looking for, you know, specific areas, you know, I would encourage you to, you know, you'll get with Tom and his community and just say, Hey, I need help with X. And Tom, because he's so well connected out there in the marketplace could probably direct you in the right path. Right. right? Uh, And there's probably many resources that Tom has that maybe you're not aware of that he could help you with. So those would be a couple things, you know, overall. So I got a coach and she gave me three incredible, she gave me many, but the three that I still use almost every day today, like being on this show, your show, Tom, being doing what I do today in business is all because of these conscious uh, questions, these three things she gave me. So I'd love to share these overall. And you may want to write these down as you're listening because they tran- they've transformed my life. I've seen them transform many, many others too. And the first question she got me to look at was what do you want, right? Not what do your kids want? Not what does your wife want? Not what does your, your, you know, at that time, 175 employees want? What do you want? And it's two parts. One is personally, right? Which a lot of people will take that stuff, but very few people actually take the step to go, what do I want my business to do for me. You know, think about that. We're so willing to sacrifice almost anything to go build our dream and build our vision and transform, you know, our businesses. But what are we asking our business to do for us? 
right? And see, if we don't take that step, at least this is what I learned from this experience, Tom. And again, I didn't invent any of this, but what I learned from this is that, you know, we can choose to have our business working for us or we're working for it. But it is a choice and it's a conscious choice if we don't get clear on what do we want (laughs) from that business, right? So that's one step. The second question that she got me to ask is, who are you? Not all the labels and not all the titles and not all the you know CEO let- letterings and those sorts of things, but what are the characteristics as a human being, right? It's the human being stuff, not the human doing. Right. Yeah. Excellent point. Right. And then the third is what do you stand for? And so these are values. And, you know, lots of people talk about company values, which is awesome. But what about family values? What, what would happen for you as you're listening right now if you, you know, focused on developing a set of, you know, five to seven or so core family values that you and your kids live by? And so coming to what you mentioned, Tom, about my kids. So as I came out of this experience, so again, my daughter at that time was about two. My son was a newborn. He was in his first couple of weeks and I came out of it. I went through this process over the course of several months and we, we did some things. I started right away with my kids as far as some core values. We taught them what we call the four L's, um, that our life is about living, loving, learning, and laughing, right? And I kind of adapted that from you know a speech that Jim Valvano, the, the, the late North Carolina oh, yes. state coach who had yes. gotten cancer, and now they have the V Foundation. So I adapted those four L's from his talk that he had done. And then we got into what are the Kushel values? Like if you ask my kids today, what are the Kushel values? They'll go champion, choose health, action, mastery, purpose, invest in yourself, opportunity seeker, and never quit on you. And so having that foundation of values and, you know, what do you stand for as a family, I think helps, you know, us identify like when, you know, when I'm, I'm having a conversation with my kids, you know, hey, are we living the four L's right now? Yeah. Right. If we're having a, a discussion, you know, if, if there's an issue that needs to be corrected, right, you know, we, we match up against those values. So I, I, there's certainly a whole lot more, but I would say that's been those three questions and then adapting those into the family have been so incredibly powerful, Tom, that I, I just feel incredibly blessed. And again, we're not perfect. My, my kids are not perfect. I'm not perfect. But I can say that compared to the crazy stress and anxiety of running my businesses, you know, a decade ago before I sold my company. Oh, by the way, and that led to my decision when I decided what I wanted, I realized, you know what, this has been awesome and I love business, but I don't necessarily need all of this stuff. I don't need 200 employees and three offices and all this. So I made a personal choice as a result of that reflection and that experience that I ended up selling my companies. And I was blessed to be able to be able to even do that and exit. I sold two of my companies and then get a chance to take some space and really engage and be in, involved with my kids as a semi full-time dad for, you know, a year and a half or so before the itch came back that I had to be involved doing some fun <laughs> projects. Nothing wrong with that, right? Well, yeah. okay. That's great. That's fantastic. So for, for somebody, you know, and again, I want to um, be able to rely on your expertise here for somebody who's thinking about starting a business there is maybe they've got the coach, they get their family, uh, you know, values and, and the things that you just talked about, their core values straightened out. But what, what what's in the, as somebody who's a 
an expert at starting businesses, how do they take the first step? What would you recommend? Besides, obviously, going to your website, you've got some great material on your website about how to start a business and how to market and how to grow one. But what would you tell folks here? Yeah, so you know, I'll, I'll do the the self promoting plug here, Tom. No, Thank you for that. Stuff, you know? uh, if if you yeah, and if you want to go deeper and you'd like to learn how to set things up so that you can get more new clients, right? How you can build an automated method to attract your ideal clients as well as, you know, have it sustainable, a predictable method. So you own the business instead of it owning you, you know, you can go check out our resource. We have on-demand training, basically like a mini series. You could look at it like, and if you want to take advantage of that, it's free, by the way, you can do that in one of two places. One, you can go to breakthroughx.com forward slash training. That's breakthroughx.com forward slash training. Or you can go to our Facebook uh, page and look up Breakthrough X. And we put a lot of the, the mini series and tools and resources just open source to the community. And I'll give you that URL here in a second. And that is breakthroughx.com forward slash group. Breakthroughx.com forward slash group. We do curate the group to make sure we've got the right type of people there. Uh, as well. So you just have to answer three questions about your business. And uh, once you do that, our team filters it and then uh, we approve you and you can come into the community. So that that would be two steps to get additional resources. Now, if I were starting and someone were to ask me the question, Tom, like what would you recommend getting started? There's certainly a lot. I would say there's a big myth and big misunderstanding, right? About, oh, if I'm good at something, I'll make money or I'll get paid doing what I'm doing or doing what I love, right? We've, we've probably all heard that to some degree. And I've lear- I learned this originally from Gary Helbert years ago, who's you know, one of the great copywriters in the world, copywriter teachers uh, on writing messages to attract your ideal clients. And he says, you know, there's no correlation between being good and getting paid. And yeah. it's so true, so true, right? Yeah. Because how many times have we seen that it seems there's some people that are just out there crushing it with marginal talent. And then there's people with a super talents, but are struggling to get by. It's not the product. It's not the service. It's how it's received in the market. But how it's received in the market has everything to do with the message. So it's working on our messaging. And, you know, here's a simple way to think about messaging uh, to some degree. It's a visual. You know, if you can picture a $1 bill and a hundred dollar bill, right? And if you put them on top of each other, they're exact same size. If you look at them closely, you'll recognize the color of the ink. It's the exact same color. If you put them on a scale, you'll recognize that they're both the same, pretty closely the same exact right. weight, right? So the ink's the same, the size is the same, the, the weight is the same. The only difference, the only thing that shifts a $1 bill to a hundred dollar bill is the message on the paper. And when we can get good, if not great with our messaging, we go from being a dollar type earner to a hundred dollar earner or exponentially higher. So when you work on your messaging and your ability to connect with your audience, and this comes to, you know, essentially marketing. And some people have a myth also around marketing. Like what is marketing? All marketing is is storytelling about a product or a service that's really all, nothing more. So everybody that's listening right now, you might go, oh, I'm no good at marketing. Well, you're selling yourself on a story that you're no good at marketing. You're, so you're actually already starting the process of yeah, being yeah, a good right. storyteller, <laughs> right? And 
you know, all marketing really is beyond storytelling. If you want to go deeper is it's a marketing, you know, I'm a big sports guy. And so if you watch sports at all, or, or at least understand football, for example, it's like field position in a football game. So if you could imagine a kickoff in a football game, you take the ball at the goal line and you're going to try to return it. Now, you know, I'm old, I'm, you know, coming up closer to 50 and I'm kind of slow now. Right. And I catch the ball at the goal line and now I take like maybe a half a step and now I get crushed by all these super athletes. Right. So I maybe one yard, I got one yard out of that. So now I've got 99 yards to, to go down the field. Well, that's in relation to marketing. My marketing got me one yard. The other 99 yards, if I don't have good marketing, means I have to be, I have to have a great sales system. And that's where overselling the, or the idea of overselling comes in. And we've all been there, the overzealous salesperson in the car dealerships. And, you know, you could name 10 different places this has shown up because the marketing isn't effective. It's not efficient. Right. On the other hand, if I am a, theoretically, if I were a world class athlete and I took the ball at the goal line and I returned it 80 yards. Right. Let's say I was one of these young studs that are playing now and I returned it 80 yards. Now I only have 20 yards to go. So I don't need as much. I don't need as an effective of a sales team or a sales system because my marketing helped create better field position. So that's that's really a great visual of what marketing can do for you gives you better field position. It's like that dollar to a hundred dollar situation. Another way to look at marketing, Tom, as it relates to this question is marketing is what we do to get people on the phone or in front of us face to face and they're pre-positioned, pre-qualified, pre-educated, pre-interested and pre-motivated, ready to do business with us right. at some degree. Then, because sometimes the people also, we've all seen it, is they confuse marketing and selling. So what is selling then if we've covered marketing? Well, selling is influence at the end of the day, right? It's a pulling relationship, not a pushing relationship. And influence or selling is what you do when you get someone uh, on the phone or face-to-face with us right? Who's already pre-positioned, pre-qualified, pre-motivated and, and so on. Uh, another definition I love of selling is from actually uh, one of our coaches, Tom, which is Dan Sullivan, a strategic coach. He says, selling is getting someone intellectually engaged in a future result that is good for them so they can emotionally take action right. to achieve that result, right? And a key part of that is good for them. Right. And, and so if you're listening right now and you're looking for a way to transform your business, getting started, I would encourage you to put focus on working on your messaging and your marketing. Right. Which are unique and in many ways the same. And then the selling. Right. Creating a sales model. And again, if you want to go deeper with any of this stuff, we've got these resources, our, our mini series on demand training at uh, breakthroughx.com forward slash training. Or you can go uh, in, in our private group in Facebook at uh, BreakthroughX.com. That's great. Sounds like exciting exciting stuff. I'm going to check it out. Let me add uh, two final questions for you. One is, you know, what is there one piece of technology that you would recommend to folks that help you in your parenting life? And then uh, I, I, I'm going to throw a little curveball at you. I didn't tell you about this one, but hopefully it's it's a, it's a not hard for you. Is there a book or more than one book that you would recommend that folks read to help them, you know, in their uh, career and parenting 
trajectory. Absolutely. So technology that I use as a parent, I would say, and I'm going to give a unique one that you might not expect. Oh, it's yes. Headspace. I am exactly what you're talking about. Love that one. Right. And Headspace, if you are listening here and you're not, you've never heard of it, it's a meditation app. And not only do I use it uh, and find it incredibly useful for me personally, I've also used it with my kids and started to teach them the process of meditation. Uh, and they actually have certain meditations just for kids. So they're much shorter, right? And they're customized for kids, which is great. And so I'm introducing my kids to a healthy way, you know, because let's face it, like what are some of the biggest challenges we all face is just like the human condition, the human spirit, human beings, right? Anxiety, stress, overwhelm, burnout, you know, navigating all these types of things. And one of the most powerful ways is to slow down to breathe essentially, which is what meditation gives us. the And there's all kinds of different techniques to it, but this is a facilitated process. And I, I'm able to introduce this to my kids in a unique, fun way through an app. And we do it together. Sometimes they do it on their own sometimes. And uh, so that would be one that I would re- highly recommend, you know, whether you're a, a parent with, you know, little kids, older kids, or otherwise, I think that could be a great, valuable resource as a parent. Yeah, and I would, uh, you know, and, and not only is it, you know, for, have short ones for kids, even for the adults, like, you know, it's a 10, it's only 10 minutes, you know, I mean, you can set it for longer, but sort of their basic course is 10 minutes a day, and you just pop the headphones in, and it's guided meditation. It's, uh, uh, it's really a great and a very inexpensive app to use. I also, I think that's a great, great recommendation. How about books? What would you any books that have uh, stood out to you that have helped you as a parent? Oh, yeah. There are uh, so many. Hard to pick sometimes. Uh, let's see. So, yes. Yeah, I, I'm reading typically, you know, one to two books on average a month. So one, one that really stands out that I think everyone will get a lot of value from is How to Talk So Kids Will Listen and Listen So That's Kids great. Will Talk. I don't know talk. that one. I have to check it out. Yeah. And I mean, it's... Not only is it about being a better parent, it's also, in my mind, what I took from it is about being a better leader, right? Just leadership in general. And I think this is a great tool to be able to do that. My buddy, Dean Graziosi, introduced me to this book. I I can't say enough about it. So that's the first one that jumps up. A second one that kind of ties in with the conversation of getting coaching and, and also being a parent. Uh, since Tom, that's what the show is about, would be a great mm. book called The Coaching Habit. I think that one would be of great value. And then let's see, I'm actually flipping through my the, my book reading list here just to jog my memory of which which would be the most beneficial for everybody here. The other one that jumps out that might be counterintuitive, I have to give a shout out to my buddy Chris Voss, who is an ex-FBI uh, agent. And we've gotten to know each other over the last couple of years, but he wrote a great book about negotiating called Never Split the Difference. And I don't know as a parent if you ever feel like you're negotiating with your kids, (laughs) but this book also, I mean, it is about negotiation and he tells some fascinating, I mean, the stories in this book are fascinating about what what he did in like real FBI negotiating. But I took it, not only applied it from a perspective of negotiation day to day in business, but also you know, communicating with my wife, communicating better with my kids, being a better listener. Cause it, a big part of it, I yeah. think comes down to slowing down and not talking so huh, much. That's it's fascinating. About I haven't heard of that one, but I'll have to, I'll have to check that out. You know, we 
do that in our business a lot. So it's an important an important skill set. And I think you're right. I think a lot of people just they view it as a tug of war, and uh, particularly attorneys. And um, and it's about you know exactly that. Let's split the difference. So that's fascinating. I have to I look forward to reading those. Well, listen, Dan, unless you have any other nuggets of wisdom that you want to share, we'll we'll call it quits for today. And I really appreciate you coming on the show. This has been some great stuff. And we'll put all of uh, your URL and and all these book links in our show notes for folks that want to want to check them out. Tom, it's been a real pleasure. And as you're listening right now, you know, the one thing I would challenge you to think is like, you know, following, you know, the wisdom that Tom makes available to you and all the great resources that him and his community have, you know, if you stay committed and connected, most importantly, to the community. You know, like where could you be in the next six months, the next 12 months, the next 24 months, the next 36 months? And, you know, maybe you're at a place right now where you're struggling with, you know, balancing or integrating family and business life, or you're just kind of getting started and you don't even know where to start. You know, a community like this can be such a godsend. And I'd encourage you to plant your seeds. And at times it can be you know, I, I'll just speak to myself. It can be frustrating. It can be like, oh my gosh, I'm just not seeing a lot of progress. And where's the light at the end of this tunnel? It's, it's tough. And, you know, I have found business to be one of the greatest personal development platforms in the world. I mean, it's the ultimate personal yeah. development platform, quite frankly. It challenges you, human being. It stretches you and, and a whole lot more. So, you know, plug into Tom's community, you know, take advantage of all the resources and wisdom that, he, that him and the group are making available to you. And, you know, a handful of months from now, a year from now, two years, you'll look back and go, oh, my yeah. gosh, look yeah, how far yeah, I've so come. True. It is amazing. And, and I know you've seen it, Tom. I've seen it, and it's yeah, such a gift. I, and I such a absolutely blessing. recommend so folks you. check out your your programs too. You got such great information on your website, and and come so highly recommended that folks should peruse that as well and uh, and consider getting involved in one of those communities. Well, Dan, thanks so much. Good luck with everything. We look forward to having you back on sometime. Bye bye. Thank you, Tom. Thanks for joining us for another episode of the Parents at Work podcast. Are you interested in learning more about our show, our hosts, or today's guest? Do you have a comment or question you'd like to share with the Parents at Work community? Then contact us at www.spigglelaw.com slash podcast. We'll see you next time.